Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hello, everyone, and this is another special episode. I mean, I keep saying special episode for a lot of episodes, so does that mean they're less special because there's so many of them? Anyway, that's supply and demand, so something. So we're not going to talk about that. Today, we are going to talk about my property journey because a few people have told me they they haven't like it's not obvious that I invest in property and that I am looking for angel finance and you know people to invest in my deals which I thought was strange but I guess when I look at it I don't necessarily talk about it enough so we're going to talk about my first deal which I think you all all know about and then my second deal which I, I haven't spoken about too much and also my tips and I guess experience from going to my first auction where I actually bid on some houses. Also just gonna gonna rant to you about my solicitor. Uh, I speak to you about motivations, uh, flowcharts of income and a few networking events and whatnot. By the way, if you like my content, did you know I am also on YouTube? All 101 subscribers, yep. Check me out. Uh, Tej.talks. It should come up. Someone said they couldn't find me. Um, Tej Talks property and it should come up. Or if you go on my website, I'll have a link there. So let's talk, I guess, about auctions first of all. So I went to an auction. My first auction, I think it was two months. Well, now it's been about two and a half months ago. I didn't bid. I stood at the back, just tried to get in on uh, Homes Under the Hammer. I don't know if I was in the background shots. I was wearing yellow. No, I was wearing a bright pink jumper, I think. So maybe I was in the background. And that was an interesting experience. You know, it was, it wasn't as sort of, I don't know, cool as you might think. It was, it was just interesting to see how people bid on things, their behavior, when people bid, how the auctioneer kind of does things and, yeah, so and good to see what if things are going for above price or normal price. So you can kind of form an opinion about this auction house and say, actually, does everything go over? Is it even worth coming or things like that? So it's definitely worth just going to auctions, you know, when you can. And there's good networking, actually. Uh, first time I went, I met someone who I think basically said, yeah, got a networking event straight after this. You want to come? I was like, ah, wicked. So we went straight to that. Second time, I didn't get to meet someone. But I, he found me through Instagram and now we're friends and he's like a, a big investor in Wales. We're both the only Indians in the room, in the valleys. So we connected. Um, so it's definitely worth going to them. But, you know, going back to my experience of when, you know, I was going to bid on things. I think there were 80 lots, which is a lot, but they get through them in two hours. Now, I was looking at, I think it was about seven properties now I went to view them once I I think I got too blase about viewings and this is from offering on like 45 properties with agents and having nothing accepted you know when I go to viewing sometimes I'm kind of like oh well it's not gonna be accepted and I don't pay much attention so I have now got much much better at taking notes at using say Evernote or voice notes and pictures 
and documenting things. I've got a Google form, which I fill in you know, on every viewing. So it goes straight into a spreadsheet and I can work out my sort of offer pretty quickly from there. I become a lot better at costing up refurbs. Now, a quick story off auction. I, you know, offered on a property that was literally behind my first property in, in uh, Neath, in Way Yills. And offer got accepted and I was like, oh crap, this is now serious. So, <laughs> you know, when you get accepted, you just don't believe it. You're like, oh, this is an unusual feeling. And actually it turned out I, I undervalued the refurb by like 10 grand. Yeah, that's a lot. So it kind of threw it out of kilter and I had to kind of go to the agent and say, look, I'm so sorry, I'm going to have to pull out. Maybe my builder, who's AK, kind of like my surveyor, has told me this. And there's a huge crack, which you both know about. So, you know, it's going to cost more than 10 grand. And they were cool with it. And actually what I did, and, and Jack Wicks, who's been on the podcast, told me about this was he said, look, go in, take in some chocolates, whatever, and just apologize. And I did. And when I took it in, you would not believe their faces. They were so shocked. It's as if I bought them a Lamborghini. Like, they were like, what? What are these for? What are you doing? oh my god, you totally didn't need to do this. If only everyone was like this when they pulled out of office. And I was like, what, you don't get this often? And they were like, no. I was like, but like, I messed with your, you know, what was what was happening? I, I gave you an offer and I pulled it and I hate to do that. It's the first one I've ever done. And they, and they were just like, oh my god, like, no, you don't have to do this. You know, it's so kind. And I was like, whoa, I just didn't expect that. So great tip from Jack Wicks. Big up my man. Check out his episode if you haven't. He's been like top five, top ten since since it first released. Uh, and that was great. And that, that kind of maintained their relationship. And they showed me a few other properties that I guess I wouldn't have seen unless I kind of went in and did that. So the the chocolates cost me like four quid. They weren't, they weren't Tesco's finest. They weren't like lint, but they were sort of in the middle. Yeah, because you know, chocolates are so expensive. They're literally just diabetes in a tray they're just sugar in a tray but they're so bloody expensive crazy y'all crazy um so that i don't know how i got to that but it was something about beating my refurbs so back to the auction now i bid i put my hands up for i think three out of seven properties but put my hand up and that was it and then it went again and i went again but I wouldn't go a hole, um, cheap Indian here. So I was like, mm, I'm not going to go for a hole. I said a whole number. So say it was 40. I wasn't going to go to 41. The auctioneer knew this. He was like, you want f- f- and a half, don't you? I was like, yep. Yeah, I do. You know it. Which was which was good. You know, understood me. But that was it. After it went past, you know, the price I could bid. That was it. It wasn't even tempting to put my hand up because I know the crazy shit that goes wrong in Welsh houses and the subsidence, the hilarious subsidence and knotweed distances I've seen, honestly, it's so funny, uh, just made me think, you know what, it's not worth it. Anywhere else, uh, I may have been more slightly more risky, but at the end of the day, I've got investors to worry about, potential investors who are you know, going to loan me money, if that's you who are listening, give me a shout. You know, need, I need to de-risk things. So I also met my friend John Dale, who is also on the podcast, and he said to me, actually, and this was before I refined my refurb estimates, he said, your refurb's a bit off. I'd add a couple grand here, a couple hundred there, maybe add a bit of this if you're going to do this. And I thought, okay, and that kind of put me off, which props to him, that's a great thing to be put off because it means I'm being safer. And so for some properties, I didn't perhaps go as high as my original maximum bid. 
what I learned from this is view things. And if you really, if you can, and I'm going to this time round, view them twice. Auctions are crazy. All sorts of crap gets sold. It, it's just safe, I guess, to view things more than once. Um, do your refurb costings properly. If you if you can't, you know, your network should be good enough that you could take a WhatsApp video, someone you know, knows a builder, an uncle, who you know, someone close that you could send the video to and get a very, very rough estimate on. Uh, also getting better at taking SOWs in terms of when you're in a property, think, okay, we need to do this, 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 write it all down, go home, cost it up. There's a few comparison websites. I've totally forgotten them, which is great. But if you Google like, you know, building quote comparison checkup, there's some really, really good ones, uh, which you can compare to like the national average, which is just great. Uh, you can also ask deal sources, you know, if you're friendly with the deal sources, just say, hey, look, how much you reckon this would cost? I've got some updated costings on my spreadsheet as well, which I'll put in the show notes for this. I've made like a, a BRR or like a buy to let kind of spreadsheet, which has some of the refurb costings on. And also there's generally quite a good spreadsheet. So let me know if you want it and I'll send you the link totally free. Uh, it's, it's a bit yellow, but yeah, you probably like yellow if you listen to me. Um, the next tip is to read the legal packs. Now, people say you need a solicitor to read them. Yeah, I mean, you can. And again, this is not legal advice. I don't because I understand legal jargon just because I'm a geek and I like reading contracts because I'm, yes, I will read 5.49 clause A on the 100th page, I will, especially if I'm signing it. So I didn't have a problem with the legal packs. If I did, I know I'm friendly with some solicitors. I would be like, hey, sorry, um, what do you think of this? <laughs> you know, cheekily. Or I know people who buy from auctions and I would say, oh, hey, quick favour, could you please check this? Oh, thank you so much. Or you can Google things. But at the same time, look, just be very careful. If something's on there that sounds freaky, like a freaky-ass covenant or something, or like 100% of the profit goes back to the vendor, like you need to get that checked. Luckily, some of mine were from an investor who sells a lot through this auction. So legal packs were clean. Everything was easy. It was just like investor to investor. It was great. Um, two of them didn't have knotweed on. And I saw the knotweed and the auctioneers didn't even know the knotweed either. Standard. Um, fairly, I don't know if that's illegal, but it's, you know, you can sue someone for misrepresentation if you buy it and it had knotweed and it had knotweed on the viewing, but not in the legal pack. So I emailed the solicitors and the auction house and said, yo, y'all need to sort this shit out, man, because you really don't want someone to come at you at the end of it. And they changed the next day, which was great. So it put some people off, but obviously not because we're in Wales and eat knotweed over there. So read the legal packs, get a list to read it if you want. You know, this is my personal advice, not legal or financial advice. I just didn't need to. Um, I guess when you, when you build such a good network, you often can, you know, give and take favours from each other. And for some people, reading a legal pack takes like a minute and they instantly know what the deal is. So, you know, consider if you want a solicitor to do it. The next tip is set a maximum bid and do not change from it. I don't give a fuck. Do not change from it because at the end of the day, yes, you might say, oh, you know what? I can go 250 above. I'm not going to lose this house over 250 quid. Uh, this is in Wales, not London. London would be like 250 grand differences. Um, however, you do 250. Oh, someone comes back in bids and you're like, oh, I'm not going to lose it for 500. Back and forth. Oh, I'm not going to lose it for three grand. So you see the mindset it can create. So set a maximum bid. If you miss out, you miss out. There'll be one next month. Especially if you're in locations where there's like auctions every other, you know, every month or there's multiple every month. Uh, there'll always be another deal. 
right? So play it safe. Uh, also factor in things like the seller's legal pack, uh, their solicitor fees, any other special conditions they may add, like you have to pay me 400 quid because as I was taking picture of the property, my dog tripped over and now his leg needs fixing, so you got to pay for that. Because hell, if they write it in there and you buy it, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you got to do it. It's a, it's a legally binding thing. Uh, number four, right, the next tip is get your finances ready. Some companies uh, like Together Finance, who if you want an introduction to, or if you want an introduction to any bridger uh, to go directly and save on broker fees, let me know. I'll hook you up straight with a decision maker. Uh, you can get pre-authorization for the auction, or if you know someone there, like I can introduce you to, you can basically get it kind of pre-agreed for a bridge, for example, uh, where they can act quickly and maybe even do desktop valuations, depending on the lender. It, it all varies from lender to lender. But have that shit fixed first. Remember, you need 10% on the day, usually from on a debit card. So if you haven't got the money and you think you're going to find an investor from the time you put your hand up and have it accepted to half an hour later in the ante room when you need to pay, like, like yo, that shit ain't going to happen, man. Like, so come ready with the fundings, with the monies, because, uh, yeah, you don't want to be in trouble. And make sure you can complete within the time or else you'll get a notice to complete, which is a nice legal term. Quite cool, isn't it? Notice to complete. Where they basically say, you know, you've gone past completion, sir slash madam, you know. Uh, you need to complete within this time and then usually pay, like, I don't know, 250 quid for that, I think. Yeah, it's a little bit of money, but really, you know, make sure you can complete on time. Make sure your lender's ready. But also, you have the legal pack, so really your solicitor should charge you a little bit less and you should be able to progress quickly. Uh, my friend, uh, Jesse, he's got auction finance in like four days. So, you know, things are possible, but just be prepared and make sure you have that 10% on your debit card. And look, you know, I'm sure there's credit card cash transfer things you can do beforehand if you really don't have it. Uh, totally up to you. That's not financial advice. So have that ready, right? Uh, also make sure you bring your ID and your proof of address and sometimes they want like utility bills and things like that. Come prepared. I mean, look, I, I doubt they're going to stop you from registering if you haven't got everything. You know, they want your money, but just be ready. Make it nice and smooth. Make it easy. Uh, you know, when you're in the room, I, I like to stand at the back, but not too far at the back, enough so I can be seen and also so my mouth can be seen in case I'm saying to the auctioneer half or, you know, something. I just want it to be some sort of communication. Uh, I wear bright colours because I wear bright colours. But, you know, it can help the auctioneer see you, especially in a really, really busy room. Um, I haven't developed, like, a style of putting my hand up. You know, some people it's like one finger, some it's like two, some it's the hand, some it's the auction catalogue. I'm thinking, like, maybe a little dance and then, like, a zoop, my hand up or, like, a robot with my hand up. I'm just thinking, you know what I mean? Just because, especially if it's on Homes Under the Hammer, like, people are going to be like, yo, this guy, I want to work with him. And he can teach me how to dance as well, which I can a little bit. So I haven't got one of those yet. But obviously, if you if you want, like, a move, do it. Uh, another tip is be confident, uh, be courageous, because it is, like, really awkward to put your hand up and, like, people look at you and, and stuff. But honestly, like... The ego, I don't know, maybe it's the auction I went to, but there wasn't much, it didn't seem like much ego-driven buying. It was very realistic. Things went for slightly above what I'd like to pay for them, but they were bloody close. I think I was 500 quid off of one, and it was so tempting to just put another 500 up, but 
had to restrain myself. Um, but generally speaking, I personally am not that tempted to like willingly put my hand up just because you, you know, you know the risks, right? Yes, plenty of upside, but there's plenty of downside. So stay calm in the room, you know, bring water, bring some snacks. I had my um, grenade protein bar with me. Like I was getting hungry, two hours of, you know, listening. And don't be goaded by the auctioneer. I mean, the one I went to, lovely guy, really friendly, you know, a good bit of banter. It was very fun. It didn't get into pushiness or anything like that. But there's certain terms that they'll use which will inflate or or prick at your ego. You know, oh, you've been with it all the way. You're going to let it go for 500 quid? Really? Oh, come on, you've been with it all the way. You sure? Are you out? You out? Because that creates a self-doubt in you and also inflates your ego to be like, I'm not out. I've been here for a bit. I'm going to fucking get it. That's my ass. So just be wary of little tricks like that. Like, don't hear that stuff. Just hear the price, and that's it. Nothing else matters, right? Uh, you know, make some auction, make some offers pre-auction. Um, I'm no expert on this. I'm not going to focus on that too much. Uh, there's a really good book called Before the Hammer Falls. I've got both the authors coming on the podcast, and hopefully on video because I love the book. So so useful. And you know what? Having a network in this auction situation is so so useful because. There's people like, like I said before, could send these legal packs, send these deals to, and they would give me feedback. I mean, next time the auction comes on, me and John are going to go on some viewings together. I mean, yeah, we might be bidding against each other, but, you know, he has cash. I have bridging or investor finance. There's a difference of what we can, what we can bid. So who cares? You know, it's not a zero sum game. Well, I guess technically that is, but it's not um, in terms of how you think about it. Uh, so speaking of networking, if you like lunch, which... I think we all do. Uh, Partners in Property is probably my, it's got to be in the top three of my networking events. I, I never get to go because I'm always abroad, but I'm actually speaking there in September, I believe, in Birmingham. In Birmingham, I'll be speaking on personal branding. I will in Birmingham. Solul. Um, they have lunch, if I didn't mention this. I think that's all I need to say. Anyways, it's normally it normally costs 50 quid a month. It's kind of like a mastermind mentoring and networking and lunch type thing. Check out their website for more information. I'll explain it better than I can. But if you want 98% off the first month, so you get the first month for a quid, then use my code, which is TEDG748. Um, if you can't spell TEDG, then I don't know what to say. So check that out. And you know what? I was I was going to talk about other stuff today on the podcast, but we've kind of got to like 18 minutes now. And I feel like the auction piece deserves its own episode. So I am going to leave it here. And I promise I will do another episode on everything else I spoke about that, get, that will get released uh, next week, probably. So I hope you've enjoyed these tips from an auction. I hope they've been useful. Check out the book before the hammer falls. Um, and all in all, do your due diligence, do your figures before you even view the property in terms of are the comparables a big enough margin away from the guide price? Is it in the right area? Is it somewhere I want to invest? Is it the kind of thing I want to invest in? Uh, you know, if the refurb was crazy, would it still work? I have other people bought in this area. Who do I know in this area? Read the legal packs. Do the viewings twice if you can or more um, and just be prepared to go in that room and walk out with nothing but also be prepared to go in and have every one of your bids accepted and make sure you have enough on the debit card which is 10% of purchase price plus the buyer's premium which is like a percent or less or like a minimum of 600 
before you do that. But little auctions are a great place to buy properties. Yes, you know, a lot of them are mash up and you are going to walk into some of them and just think, what the actual hell is this? Which I have, if you watch my um, Instagram stories, Tej.talks, you'll see a lot of funny, funny stuff, honestly. Like, it, what else can you do but laugh? Um, and a lot of not weed as well, lots of silence. And just, you know, know that you can get some really, really good deals there. A lot of people on this podcast have got great deals from auctions, whether it's pre-auction, post-auction, or in the room. Uh, but just also remember the risks that are associated with it and just be very careful with everything and all the terms that you read. If you want me to look at a legal pack, I'm not a solicitor. I'm not liable for anything you do after that, but I'll happily read it for fun, you know, some aspects of it, and let you know what I think personally. So, awesome. I hope this has helped. Uh, If you need introductions to insurance brokers, finance brokers, uh, bridging lenders that I use directly, or just anyone cool, give me a shout and I will help you out. My email is tej at bricks and more. That's M-O-R-E dot co. It's just dot co, y'all. Oh yeah, please leave a review as well. Thanks. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.